Hello, everyone. This is Mike Taylor, co-host of A Positive Jam. When the show debuts August 5th, we will start breaking down every track on the Hold Steady's classic 2004 debut album, The Hold Steady Almost Killed Me. Yes. While we wait for the show to drop, Daniel and I will be priming the pump with a couple of classic playlists. First up, I am in charge of the Hold Steady Starter Kit. This is a list of the Hold Steady's most accessible tracks, and it's for people who are new to the band and need an entry point into the Hold Steady's universe, although we're imagining that longtime fans will probably find some points of disagreement and nuance to the list, and we'd be happy to hear from you with your own suggestions for what should be included in a Hold Steady starter kit. Before I get to the list, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to this feed wherever you get podcasts. And if you're on Spotify, please follow our feed, Shortman Studios, to stay updated on our playlists as we go through the album. And if you're psyched for the series, please make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review so that other Hold Steady fans, other indie fans, and other hard rock fans can find us and join the discussion. All right, let's get to the list. So when I set out to make this playlist, I focused on a few things. First was length in terms of the number of songs on the list. A starter kit playlist shouldn't be like infinitely long. It should just go through the most accessible of an artist's tracks that will give you a good sense of what the band's about. I aimed for six songs to kind of keep things nice and tight. Seems like enough to make the pitch without going too overboard or seeming too eager. I wanted to add some value, so I wanted the playlist to be a little different from the top results when you search on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Because in my mind, a starter kit playlist is a little different from just a straight-ahead rundown of the most popular songs. You're trying to convey something a little bit more that's essential about the band and not necessarily what has been the most successful with the biggest audience. So if you wonder why a super popular song didn't make the list, that's why it's not on here. Okay, so let's get into my six-pack Hold Steady starter kit. I'm doing these not in order of best to worst or worst to best. Instead, they're just in the order kind of rhetorically structured so that I can explain them in the easiest way. But I'm still going to do a countdown because I feel, speaking into the microphone, like this is kind of a radio show and I've just always wanted to do some kind of top countdown. So this is a top six countdown in no particular order of the whole study starter kit. Coming in at number six, I have Sequestered in Memphis from the Stay Positive album. Craig Finn, who's the lead singer of Hold Steady, says that Sequestered in Memphis is one of the most famous songs, and even though some other ones have stuck out over time this one actually may have had the biggest peak in popularity in terms of radio play and whatnot it's one of the top spotify recommendations if you search for the hold study so that seems to jive with craig finn's assessment sequestered in memphis 
it does a couple things that I think are important. One is that it epitomizes the band's sound in the second half of their career after they'd hit it big, where Boys and Girls in America, their third album was really their breakthrough album, and Stay Positive was another sort of big hit. Sequestered in Memphis has this big 70s sound that the Hold Steady is known for, and the lyrics deal with a lot of the same subject matter that you can expect from the whole study. Lost souls, going out to bars, trouble with the law, unexpected travel, being in a strange place. And during the live shows, when they play this song, the line, I went there on business. Craig Finn puts two big air quotes around business to make sure that the audience knows that business is a euphemism and that something a little more mischievous is happening under the surface. And I think that's something that's a pattern that runs through the whole SETI's catalog. Okay, number five, Constructive Summer off of Stay Positive. I chose this song coming in right after Sequestered in Memphis because Constructive Summer hits one of the major sonic touchstones for the whole study. This is something that I think Sequestered in Memphis doesn't really go in this direction, and it's important to include both of them as two sides of the same sonic coin. And the thing that Constructive Summer does is that it brings in a little bit more punk energy. The guitar is just leading with these powerful percussive downstrokes. The song is really simple, catchy, and straightforward. And within a few minutes, it gives you this great sense of the main ingredients of the whole steady song. The guitar kind of sounds like someone's revving an engine. It's this super simple, like, Ramones y change between G and D chords. And to me, Constructive Summer is one of the songs that most closely approaches the sound of one of Craig Finn's favorite bands, the 90s punk group Dillinger 4, which is also based out of Minneapolis, where Craig is from. I love the feedback and harmonics that come in after the line, our songs are sing-along songs. The keyboard slide right at the beginning sort of lets you know that the whole study is really built around this question, what if Billy Joel joined a hardcore band? The song is just incredibly propulsive and melodic and fun. It's about companionship, honoring history, spiritual questing, and following in the footsteps of the greats. At the same time, this is just a song also about working a dead-end summer job and at the end of the day, just enjoying some beers with your friends on the weekends, and I love it for that too. At number four, I have Stuck Between Stations off Boys and Girls in America. I think this is the best song off of the Hold Steady's breakout third album, Boys and Girls in America. Tad Kubler's guitar showcases the, the sort of elegance of simplicity. It's just three chords, and for a long time it's just D and a modified D, D sus4, I think. It just shows how much you can do by just changing one note on one string. Uh, it's incredibly powerful. This is also I think a real masterclass in Craig Finn's lyrical approach. 
it's an incredibly deep and yet focused and specific song that takes us through this dark journey along the Mississippi River with this alcoholic confessional poet named John Berryman. The guitars just ring out so hard. It's a sad song. It's Midwestern and it's triumphant. The whole study will just continually come back to these themes. I play and sing this song for my one-year-old daughter. It's one of the few that she really enjoys. It's one of the few that you could kind of make a solo acoustic guitar arrangement for and carry off even if you're an amateur musician. And I think that means that the song has really strong, really good bones to it. So it's a really, I think, a critical one for anyone who's trying to get started listening to The Hold Steady. At number three, I have Little Hood Rat Friend. Your little hood rat friend makes me sick But after I get sick I just get sad Cause it burns being broke Hearts to be heartbroken This is one of the first Hold Steady songs to come out. It's off Separation Sunday, their second album. That has a more standard verse-chorus-verse structure. A lot of Hold Steady songs are sort of two-parters where they have a first part that's quiet and a second part that's loud or they just build to a crescendo and then end. Little Hood Rat Friend is a little bit more of a familiar structure. There's a refrain, I never been with your little hood rat friend, that might make it easier for people to sort of appreciate the other things about the whole study that are a little bit more unique and different. If at least the song structure is familiar, then maybe the rest of the approach will be a little bit more easy to digest or take in at the same time. Here's how I know that your your little hood rat friend is supposed to be on this list. In 2005, I was working this soul-crushing job as a paralegal in a giant corporate litigation firm in downtown Washington, D.C. And it came out during one of our office happy hours that one of the partners was really into the whole study and was about to go. They were coming to D.C. soon. He was going to go to the show. I was too, and so I was kind of fascinated by the idea that a big corporate lawyer would be into the whole study. And then <laughs> the next week I was like running some binders from office to office and I walked past a first year associate's desk and I heard little hood rat friend playing out of his computer's speakers. I'm pretty sure he was just trying to find a way to connect with or kiss up to the partner who was into the whole study. And I just always thought that was funny. A few weeks later, that same associate asked me and my buddy who worked with me if we know where he could buy any weed. I don't know, Little Hood Rat Friend, I guess, is just the, it's the summer associate lawyer trying to kiss up to the boss type entryway into the whole study. I wound up quitting that job a few weeks later, and that's the end of that story. Coming in at number two. It's a tie. What? Yeah, it's a tie. I'm breaking the rules. We're going to seven songs, not six. The starter pack has to include something off of Almost Killed Me. In fact, it has to include two songs off of Almost Killed Me. Spot number two is a tie between 
the swish, and knuckles off the hold study almost killed me. I've been trying to get people to call me Freddy Knuckles. People keep calling me right said I don't want to spoil anything. We're going to be discussing these songs in incredible detail during the podcast. And so I want to hold the material for a spot where we can give them the treatment that they deserve. But I will say now that The Swish is arguably the hardest rocking track on Almost Killed Me, which is an album that is almost completely full of hard rocking tracks. And as for Knuckles, it's my first favorite Hold Steady song. And I simply think that it is the funniest song that Craig Finn has ever written. But somehow it's also incredibly sincere and earnest and urgent in a way that hits me really hard, resonates spiritually and emotionally. You have to check out these two tracks to get into the hold steady. That's why spot number two is a tie. I guarantee you'll love both of these songs. And we'll get into much more detail about why that's the case during episodes two and six of A Positive Jam. And then at number one, I have Stevie Nicks. And it's for the simple reason that this riff... makes me just want to jump around and strike rock star poses like I'm David Lee Roth or something. It just gets me so amped. When they play it live, I lose my mind. We're just lucky we live in a world where you don't have to only pick one Hold Steady song to like, but I think a lot of people, if they had to only like one Hold Steady song, they would probably pick Stevie Nicks. So it is rounding out my top six tracks for the Hold Steady starter kit. Okay, this has been your Hold Steady starter kit playlist. Thanks to Daniel Schwartzman for being my co-host and producing the entire series. Thanks to the Hold Steady for inspiring the both of us. As a disclaimer, all song clips are owned by their creators. In this case, that was the Hold Steady for every clip. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our feed wherever you get podcasts. And if you're on Apple, please leave us a five-star rating to help others discover us. The first episode comes out August 5th. So stay tuned to this feed. To get in touch, just DM us on Twitter at Shortman Studios or email us at mail at shortmanstudios.com. This has been a Shortman Studios production. I'm Mike Taylor. And this she is a positive She got high for the first time in the camps down by the banks of the Mississippi River. Lord, to be 17 forever. And she got confused about the truth and she came to in a confession.